In June, Democrats at the state legislature advanced a bill establishing a commission on reparations, which would be tasked with holding hearings and determining how, if at all, the state should address the legacy of slavery with remediations. To discuss the idea, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Assemblymember Mikhail Solage, a Long Island Democrat who chairs the Black, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, and Asian Legislative Caucus and sponsored the Reparations Commission legislation. Welcome back to the show, Assemblymember. Thank you for having me. So why is this an issue that the state still needs to reckon with in 2023? Yeah. And, you know, I want to level set. You know, we're talking about 250 years of slavery, 90 years of Jim Crow, 60 years of separate but equal and 35 years of racist housing policy, you know, and also talking about, you know, health disparities, the economic wealth gap that impacts um, black families. We could talk all day uh, regarding the racial inequality that we experience here in New York State. And the inability for government and even private industry to take effective steps in tackling the systematic racism. So we wanted to create a commission that talks about what reparations is and how we can really ensure that all New Yorkers are healing from, you know, trauma of all these, you know, entities I talk about and how they can move forward to a just society. If the commission is established, what sort of information and feedback do you want them to consider? So we want to make sure that they are uh, discussing the elements of reparations. And I know everyone you know, talks about one element of reparation, which is compensation. But we need to make sure that New Yorkers are involved in the process. And so, you know, the elements of reparations includes just acknowledgement and recognizing and acknowledging past injustices, issuing apology uh, ways that we can change policy and remediate some of these issues that we have. And also um, institutional reforms, looking at ways that we can take these policies and these existing systems and ensure that groups that are at disadvantage are able to be, now be equal and, and you know, prosper in our state. This is a weighty topic that obviously would take some time to deliberate on. So if a commission is established, what would the timeline be for getting recommendations from them? With the recommendations, and I I remind people that this is just a study bill. This is just to study reparations. And so the commission uh, would hear from New Yorkers from across the state, and they want to, um, you know, hear from you. (laughs) And then also, in addition, uh, hear from experts and kind of figure out what reparations would look like if we were to tackle the issue of reparations in New York State. And so uh, the commission would have about a year plus uh, to have public hearings and to issue a report uh, that would be focused on the, the history of discrimination in our state and what we can do to really advance all New Yorkers. And what would you want to happen with those recommendations? Because as you you pointed out, they are not binding in any way. So how would you want to see uh, future legislature, future policymakers, or the public at large process any findings from this commission in the future? You know, we're talking about transgenerational trauma, you know, trauma that's been passed on from generation to generation. And so I'm hoping that the commission takes a a holistic approach at solving some of these issues. You know, I tell people, look, you know, I'm not part of the commission. That's why when we drafted legislation, we specifically said there needs to be experts that are on the panel. And so, you know, I hope that the experts really look at ways that we can guarantee non-repetition of many of these uh, systematic 
systematic uh, racial structures that are in our society and in New York State. So, you know, I, I always say to everyone, let's leave it to the commission. Let's actually hear from experts and from New Yorkers as ways that we can close the socioeconomic wealth gap and ensure that Black New Yorkers can advance in our society. Well, in addition to coming up with recommendations on how to uh, potentially move forward on reparations, how important is the actual process of the commission, if it was to be formed, in terms of just opening the minds of New Yorkers to that history that we talked about earlier, which I think for a lot of people is either distant history or also is a history that is presented to them in maybe a skewed version that didn't actually occur? There's so many examples of systematic racism and discrimination that is, like, exist. And I tell people, look, if, in recent history, I look at Levittown. You know, I'm from Long Island, so I like to refer to Levittown, which was a famous example of a suburb, suburban housing development where the deeds and the covenants contain racially discriminatory clauses that restrict home ownership only to white individuals and prohibit the sale and rental of homes to black Americans. So one of the largest housing initiatives in our country excluded black New Yorkers. And that's just recent history. And so, you know, you know, I can go to another example where Seneca Village, which is a modern day Central Park, that was a community of free um, slaved, free slaved and free blacks. And that that pro- their property was taken away from them. And a modern day park is there. We have never atoned for that. We have never apologized to those individuals. Uh, you know, we barely even have a memorial set up to to thank them for their contributions. And so to me, it, people sometimes grasp that but they cannot grasp that reparations can really look at ways that we can solve some of these issues and atone from some of the sins that we have, you know, made. And this is modern history. This is our history and that we need to look at ways that we can address some of these issues. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Assemblymember Mikhail Solange, a Long Island Democrat who sponsors legislation that would form a commission to study the future use of reparations in New York State. And you talked about some of the examples of both de facto and de jure uh, discrimination that black people have encountered in the wake of slavery being prohibited across the country. So I'm curious, though, whether you are concerned about expanding the focus, say, beyond the 13th Amendment timeline because of the doors that that might open for other ethnicities and racial groups to raise their own concerns, whether it's, say, the Irish who could say the time of the you know Irish need not apply or the discrimination of other ethnic groups, uh, of Jews. And uh, I'm curious what you think about that sort of slippery slope argument and opening the door uh, to other complaints or, or whether that's a door you want to open and you feel like it, it needs to be examined more holistically. You know, we need to embrace uh, an opportunity to acknowledge the past and take meaningful action and to promote justice for all. And so to me, I think this is this is an excellent opportunity for ways to heal from the past. And so uh, if this is the beginning of a conversation, that is fine with me. You know, we need to make sure that all New Yorkers are advancing. So if there are current day issues that are, are affecting and impacting that stems from you know, discrimin- discrimination, I think we should have a conversation about it. I see nothing wrong with it. And that's why I, I support a study of reparations because this is, this is important that we have these conversations. 
you mentioned that the commission, if formed, would be filled with experts, and the legislation spells out what qualifies someone to serve on the commission. Uh, but appointments, as listed by the legislation, are limited to the governor, the assembly speaker, and the head of the Senate, uh, with no spots for the minority leaders in the legislature, who generally get a say in state task forces, councils, commissioners, etc. Granted, it's usually a smaller number of appointments. Why were they shut out of the process for this commission? So no one is shut out on the process. Everyone has an equal opportunity to go before the commission and have a conversation. Right, but they don't get a voice in shaping the commission the way the other legislative leaders and governor do. So that, that's what I'm curious about. Why, why is this an outlier? So the first iteration of the bill actually created a community commission with appointments done with experts. And unfortunately, I was not able to pass that piece of legislation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I would not like any political appointments. I think that we need experts who are void of, of uh, you know, government allegiance in order to really have this conversation, because it is a very complex conversation with a lot of nuances and so, you know, it's important that we, you know, are are having some serious conversations. So no one is shut out of the process. Everyone will have an equal opportunity to have a dialogue. But I just want to make sure that we have experts who are knowledgeable about the issue of reparations and can have a holistic conversation. And so, you know, everyone can it can partake in this conversation. I encourage all New Yorkers to do so. The idea of reparations is not a new one. So the different forms that reparations could take shape have been extensively talked about. We got a report from California on their own reparations initiative earlier this year. Do you have any preference on what reparations could or, or should look like in New York? So there are uh, many models out there, like in um, Illinois. Actually, they are looking at reparations in the form of, of housing. Uh, which is is great because we know that there's there's a lot of housing discrimination around uh, blacks and uh, people of color. There are just so many different paradigms of reparations going on in the state. I actually had the opportunity to join the first federal convening of all of the entities that have passed something on reparations. The breadth of ideas was amazing. I don't want to limit it. You know, as a sponsor, you know, I have great say and I, I just don't want to limit the conversation. I just want to make sure that the commission and New Yorkers are able to express their feelings and we can come up with a report that um, is uh, comprehensive so that we can make action as a legislature, make action on, on these issues and solve some of these economic wealth issues that we have in our communities. Given the political challenge of just getting this commission legislation through the legislature, how difficult do you imagine it would be to implement future reparations policies through the state legislature? You know, reparations is a complex and sensitive issue with historical, social, economic, and political dimensions. You know, people have different perspectives based on their uh, experiences, their beliefs, and values. And also, as I said before, there is a trauma that's associated with reparations because we talk about the the transgenerational trauma that's experienced by an individual. Uh, I tell people that, you know, when your mother was in your grandmother's womb, she carried you at the same time that she had an egg that eventually became you. And that trauma is carried on and forth. So when we talk about the trauma that's experienced by Black communities, we need to make sure that we're tackling it. I'm confident that we can get a report that's comprehensive 
and then act upon the points of the report that could really tackle the systematic systems that are affecting communities. Well, we've been speaking with Assemblymember Mikhail Solange. She is a Long Island Democrat. Assemblymember, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the conversation. I appreciate it. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.